everything was explained through diagrams and drawings and my grandmother was an incredible uh, carpenter and my aunt was a potter and so everything it was like an extended language of sorts drawing you're listening to design intercourse conversations on art and design in the district this episode of design intercourse is brought to you by pivot point a boutique creative agency pivot point integrates marketing public relations, and digital media into exceptional campaigns and programs for associations and nonprofits. Visit www.wearepivotpoint.com to learn more. That's wearepivotpoint.com. When I was about seven, my parents enrolled me into a summer drawing class. I was actually more of a cartooning class, but what I remember most about that experience was the kid who sat next to me. This kid drew the best, or what I thought at the time, was the best version of a horse I'd ever seen particularly the hooves. I remember thinking to myself that what I really wanted to do most when I grew up was to have the ability to draw really well. Fast forward many, many years later, while studying graphic design at the Corcoran, I meet Juana Medina. Juana struck me as someone who was gonna do some really cool things. Since that time, she's definitely made a name for herself, particularly in the world of illustration. In fact, she's gone on to publish several illustrated books, which we'll talk about. Her work makes you think, smile, and laugh a bit too. Back in April, I had the opportunity to sit down with Juana and talk about her life before the Corcoran, drawing, and most importantly, life. Welcome. Thank you, Nathan. It's good to be here. I think a good place to start is always at the beginning. So, illustration. Tell us a little bit like where this comes from. Why illustration? How young? <laughs> All of that good stuff. All of that good stuff. Before um, you can remember? <laughs> before I could remember. And you know, that, that, that is true, partly. Um, I, I started drawing pretty much on every surface at home. Um, but I also grew up in a very artistic family where everybody was drawing. Yeah, everyone and, was doing something. Oh my gosh, yeah. So my grandfather was a brain surgeon, but at the same time, Whoa. he was a great draftsman. And, mm-hmm. and everything was explained through diagrams and drawings. And my grandmother was an incredible... Uh, carpenter and my aunt was a potter and so everything oh it was like an extended language of mm-hmm. sorts drawing mm-hmm. and um, and then I went to a, to a school that was guided through the arts and so it was just like you know everybody was everybody was able to draw to a certain extent and it wasn't until I made it to college probably on my first round studying mm-hmm. physical therapy that I realized not everybody could draw and it was like what do you mean you can't draw like do you need a pencil? It's like, I'll give you my, my notebook or whatever. You're but like, sure, like we used to do, just draw. <laughs> and and um, so it, it was a big discovery, just realizing, oh my gosh, how lucky to grow up in a setting where everybody had this sort of expressive, very artistic outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps because of that, I didn't take it seriously for a very long time. Um, and then I came to the U.S. after graduating from college in Colombia, and um, you know, life just shifted things around. This whole being an immigrant situation, and I ended up back in college, mm-hmm. um, and I went to the Corcoran Graphic Design, which is where I met you. It, exactly, lucky me. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it was great. It was a great way to discover a new application for something that was so familiar to me in terms of a language, but then figuring out its applications and how I could make it part of my life, my profession. Life. Right, yeah. yeah. And so, so this was your, Corcoran was your second degree. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, right. that's right. 
Um, so on my second year at the Corcoran, I, um, I was feeling like I wanted a little bit more in terms of illustration. Um, and um, There wasn't really anything like that at the Corcoran, really, not right? really, no. It was mostly guided towards graphic design. Typography, things like that. Right, right. Um, and so I started looking into schools, and I ended up going to the, just transferring to the Rhode Island School of Design. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is, I ended up staying in the graphic design department at RISD, but taking many classes in illustration and animation. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a, a, what I believe was a very good balance in terms of still having the structure of design and... Um, you know, exploring a lot with illustration and, and giving a chance to think of motion in a different way. Um, so it was very wholesome in, in, in some regard. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you ha- have friends and family there or going there was like, this is a brand new adventure, like this is all new, we're going to just do this? It, it was pretty much a, a, a totally new adventure. Mm-hmm. I had a, a great uncle who, who went to RISD to study architecture, but years and years before I did. Um, and some cousins that went to Brown. And so, you know, there was this notion of, you know, people that were very familiar to me going to New England, but it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I have where to stay. Let's go. And, you know, it was pretty much like, um, you know, trying something new and seeing how it would play. Um, And basically when I got there the first time to, to look at the school, I was just fascinated with what I saw. I just fell completely in love um, with the space and, and what everybody was doing. And, it, and and the first reaction I had was I felt as if there was an, a very extensive uh, carpentry studio like my grandmother used to have, mm-hmm. where everybody was, you know, busy coming up with all of these absolutely mind-blowing ideas um, and very passionate about what they were doing. Um, so it was a no-brainer in terms of okay, I guess this is where I'm supposed to be. If I'm lucky, I'll stay here for a couple of years, and yeah. and and that's what I ended up doing. Just um, you know, finishing my degree there, and then I got even luckier by, by being asked to teach in the industrial design department at RISD for a couple for for a good little time, um, and it was great. It was so it you stayed there so for much. a little bit after, or yeah, okay. yeah, I All did, right. I did. Um, and then, you know, life brought me back to yeah. Washington, D.C., and <laughs> here I am. And so it's, it's great to be well, back. Well, D.C. is happy to have you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. And so now you, you're you teaching, because you're a colleague, uh, you know, at the at GW's Corcoran right. school. So right. you kind of came back to Corcoran anyway. I did. <laughs> Isn't it funny how things go full circle? Yeah. And yeah. 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 So I ended up. Um, back at the Corcoran um, and it has been really really interesting to Mm -hmm. you know recognize some voices that were there when I was a student and and value them even more um, and and to be able to incorporate them in my work and also in teaching and and figuring out how to put all pieces together Mm -hmm. so it has been great so how um, how is education for you how do you like that I always ask that question to other um, you know educators because it's you know, especially when you're working, like for me, when I'm kind of working, I run my own my own gig, and then I teach. It's really fulfilling for me, and as I'm assuming it is for you too. And so I always like to ask that question because, you know, yeah, like, no, what I, are think, your I think I think it is a very interesting question. Um, for me, more than anything, it's just to extend the conversation in a different direction. You know, the possibility of teaching is basically 
being asked the, the least expected question. When yeah, you, it keeps you on your toes for sure. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and and I think that makes it very interesting. It it also, you know, working as a as an illustrator, I spend a little too much time on my own at, mm-hmm. at the at the drafting table, and I think it is important to get out and hear what younger voices are thinking of and how they're perceiving things. And, and just different, and just, different yeah, viewpoints, yeah, different, completely. yeah. Completely. And so it's just a really refreshing way of questioning my approach and finding new ways of doing things. Also, there's a component of what I teach at GW, which is animation, um, that deals so much with technology that has changed entirely the rules of, of, of teaching, at least for me, where... Mm-hmm. It's a much more open space where it's not about me lecturing students, but instead opening this conversation and saying, "Okay, what what can we do? How can we learn this process? How can you're we there in, 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 in a creative director, art director capacity, where you're you're guiding them, yeah, right, based yeah, on experience guess, and knowledge." And I guess that's a good way to put it. Um, and I think also, I mean, if you look, for example, into what is being done with After Effects these days, you can't really go in and preach, right? I right. mean, you, you have to go with an open mind. Like, I've followed tutorials online from sure. a nine-year-old in yeah. Germany, right? Yes, I you know, know, so it's I like, know. <laughs> which scares me because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, where are you going to be when you're my age? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully saving the world in some capacity. But, yeah, it's just really... It's, it's interesting, and I think it's a very humbling exercise in terms of, okay, it's not about being on a podium, it's not about, you know, just like, oh, here is my experience, yeah. blah, 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 but instead it's, it's about, okay, how do you guys perceive this? How can we solve this problem? What works? What doesn't work? How can we make it better? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're teaching them how to learn, too. I hope so. I mean, but that is, it's, it's, yeah. that's what that sounds like. That's what that process is. I, I really, really hope so. I hope that's what they are taking away. And mm-hmm. also, you know, with, with, with software, it's going to be obsolete in no time. Yeah. If I don't teach them to think conceptually and critically, yeah. what are they going to do? I yeah. mean, what is the value of a technical education? Yeah. Um, I was talking to someone about that where they, you know, we were talking about that specific thing. And it's it's like if we're not teaching the, you know, the conceptual aspect of things, it's like what you just said. You know, things move so fast. And they the one thing you can guarantee and rely on is how you approach something and your process and your brain. You know what I mean? How you emotionally are connecting to something or problem solving like that's really ultimately what it is absolutely the medium changes all the time oh all the and time. that's actually what's fun because i feel like it never gets old like we're in a profession that never gets old like yeah it's almost as if change was the medium mm-hmm. in some yeah, kind of yeah. way i like how that sounds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like that awesome um well so one of the things that i'm really impressed with one of the many things um, is that your your ability to constantly put out really creative stuff on Facebook, like all the time, and like even just the other night, you said good night, and it was just this really nice little. <laughs> it's kind of this sweet message to all of your your friends and everyone out there. It's like good night, and it's very cute. And it's like, how do you have the energy to to like? <laughs> is this intentional? Do you look at your calendar and like they tell us, you know, is this is is this on a social media calendar where you're like, okay, oh, oh it's Tuesday night, I've got to put a little doodle out. <laughs> You know, better say good night today. <laughs> better say it's good night in 15th. this way. <laughs> yeah. How does like or do you just it's just this is uh, you're putting out what is naturally just flowing. It is very much a natural process. It's you know just sharing and and sometimes you know we were talking a couple minutes ago about how um, the need for feedback and, and and not in a celebratory way but instead in a way that can be constructive mm-hmm. and that you can take something out of it and I think 
even in some regard, Facebook or or any social platform. I mean, it could be Instagram or or Twitter or you know whatever. It has allowed for me to share with people that are not necessarily close by, um, and often get feedback. and And I find that interesting, just the possibility of connecting with people that you know might be in Arizona or Amsterdam or wherever it is, mm-hmm. and and just be able to get some kind of feedback. Um, sometimes it is, you know, the typical oh, cute, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But but. There are cases also, (laughs) right, right, which is much appreciated, but it's also a possibility of, of, um, you know, reconnecting with people that are not necessarily close by and saying just like, oh, that's great, you know, Mm -hmm. I I see what's going on. And and, and it's also, in a way, like putting out small portions of a journal of sorts, of a visual journal. Sure. Um, And so, yeah, there, I am not... (laughs) I'm not that good of a planner to really be like, <laughs> time to post. No, I Well, you've got consistency down, and that's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that, you know, any, any marketer will tell you or any social media strategist will tell you. Like, when you're, you know, putting the stuff out on a timely basis, that's a really good thing. So Thank without you. thinking about it, you've got that down. I'm, I'm <laughs> so, glad to hear that. So I, 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 you don't even have to think about it. <laughs> Uh, thank you. You have solved all my questions regarding my posts. Uh, you know, because there there will be times when I'm like, hmm, should I post this? Should I not? Sure. Um, and um, I think more than anything, the question that goes through my mind is, will I saturate it? You know, will it be too much? Will it be too much? Yeah. Right. I, I think a lot of people think that. I do too. In fact, I was having a conversation this morning about a piece of art that I've kept putting up and I was like, well, I, I've put it up too many times on Facebook. I don't want to put it on. And they were like, no, no, you, you really shouldn't. I'm like, but I, I think it's too much. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not comfortable doing that anyway. So mm-hmm. for me to do it three times is already too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also hearing this is what you need to do in order to, because n- not the same, you know, the same group isn't really seeing that three times, Yeah. which is something you have to consider yeah. too. But I don't know. It's all, it's those things that I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm also still yeah. kind of figuring well, out myself. I, I, I haven't seen the piece most probably. So, so I, then I there you go. Hear, I yeah, need to do hear, it some more. You have to do it that third time. <laughs> Three is a time. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Uh, yeah. Four and five, maybe six. <laughs> exactly. So um, speaking of the, the sketches on, on Facebook, a lot of them incorporate food. Almost mm-hmm. almost all of them do. Why food? Like, is that, tell me about that. Um, food is pretty much always around. Okay. It's something I can count on. Okay. Um, it's it's fresh. It's vibrant. It's so beautiful. Well, because I, how, like how the, you have kiwis that it, are right? like perfect, and then you have like you know it's like flat leaf parsley, and it's mm-hmm. like it's all mm-hmm. or the the one that was a recent one with the raspberries on the, uh-huh. the oh my god that has the the hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's there's I think your work is like it's filled with humor. It's filled with. Um, you know, just kindness. There's a lot that's all kind of baked up in there, you know? And Thank so, you. you know, I wonder that obviously that is a pure extension of you. Um, but you know, who would you say has been someone that you've looked up to or looked at and kind of in, in regards to like illustration and like, who are your kind of idols if it were? Oh my goodness. That, there are so many names that are, you know, going through my head right now. <laughs> I just feel like, Oh, the list is very long. Um, but you know, there there are certain content constants that I that I find, um, and there's um, Serge Bloch, uh, there's um, Chris Newman, there's um, lots, see, I, lots. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I'm blanking, but but it's just but so thinking you, you're about watching. You're watching. You're looking. Yeah, I'm you're, constantly. Yeah. I'm constantly looking, and I I don't think it's necessarily. 
all of them being contemporary. I mean, there's yeah. Sempe, there's Kino, there's so many different names that I think can be so inspiring. Um, but at the same time, I, I also try to, you know, there are times where I go and look and look in the library or, mm-hmm. but, but up to a certain point, I think it's important also to wander around and try to explore one's own voice and style and um and try to find that but yeah no there are tons of of names and um collectives even Mm -hmm. that are doing amazing work um but going back to the to the food just for a second um i i think what the food has solved for me the most is dealing with color um because i am not particularly a good colorist and so food and flowers and all these bring different the color objects automatically. bring in the color. Yeah. 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 I can be I can be lazy. I <laughs> <laughs> Well, so you have these like black like line drawings and right. then you placing the food. It happens the other way around actually. Okay. So first I, I have the food, whatever it is. So let's say a red cabbage mm-hmm. and then um, you know, I'll play with it and, and try to photograph it from different angles and cut it and see different textures and then you know, based on whatever I have been able to photograph, I will go in and draw. Mm-hmm. I the, the first couple illustrations I did with food, I did with ink. Um, but of course, you can't really preserve fruit, uh, f- you know, food, especially fruits mm-hmm. and vegetables, uh, for for such a long time. So it was a lot easier to photograph everything and then digitally add the images. Oh, up. I see. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Do you take photos with a camera, like a DSLR, or do you take them with a camera or your phone, or like how it, do you? It depends a lot. Because um, the lighting always looks good too. Like, thank you. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I work hard. <laughs> <laughs> I work hard on taking them well, so I don't have to. So I can be lazy about the rest. Nice. Of it. You know, it's nice. just or not lazy, well, it's but. Crap. It's yeah, and it's right. Craft, so and sure. so it's interesting because just yesterday I was talking to a, a friend who's a fantastic photographer and telling her I have to up my game. I, I should take a photo uh, refre- refresher class of sorts to uh, to see, you know. You mean like, like your camera, like yeah, digital camera? Yeah, because I, I, I'm I, taking the same thing for oh, me. Oh, good. Just Maybe because we should find something together. If you do, let me know yeah. because there's I'm in the same boat where it's like, you know, I, I'm taking some photos and I'm like, you know what, there's got to be a better way to do it. And I took right. a class... Um, it was like, oh gosh, what was it? It was maybe two or three years ago and it was, you know, um, it was four weeks and we met twice a week and Uh I learned quite a bit. I mean, I remember the process we went through. I don't remember all the things I learned. That's the problem. We had a lot of fun. That's the trouble with classes. Um, but you know, I, you know, we, we talked about lighting, we talked about all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Mm -hmm. um, I I could definitely use a refresher. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important every now and then. And, and, and I was telling this friend last night, like, yeah, I could go and buy whatever camera, but that's not going to make it. I I need actually to go and get a refresher and think about photography in a different way so that I can, and I'm actually working on a, on a, a series of books with these food illustrations and and so i i think it'll be very handy to go back in and and think of photography in a, in a different way mm-hmm. um and uh go back and photograph some more food that's awesome yeah well okay so speaking of books yeah. um so you have you just said you have a, a series of books with food but then mm-hmm. you also have another one um juana and lucas yes Tell us about that. So Juan and Lucas has been a project that I have been working on for a very long time. Um, it was in part my graduation project from RISD, and um, that sort of springboard into this 
collecting very short stories about my life. Um, and it's funny because, of course, being a student at that point, I thought, I'll collect these stories and let it be my degree project, how to deal with typography and illustration and layout. And it was just a great closure to what I had been learning. And then I'll let it go. Like, I'll never touch these stories again. <laughs> Lo and behold, years have passed. <laughs> Here I am still working on the same story. Um, and so the first book is uh, coming out uh, September 27th of this year, um, and it's published via Candlewick Press. Um, I'm very excited about this project. It that has, awesome. yeah, it's it, well, it's it's been great fun. Um, I have been able to work with a fantastic team. They, for for good reasons, call Candlewick the sort of Pixar of children's books, if you will, and. Um, and they're incredible. I've learned so, so, so much. Um, it has been a really interesting process in terms of having to not only write a book, um, but also write it in English, which is not my first language. And so that and was... Illustrate it. And illustrate it. And then <laughs> illustrate it. And there was a huge component in terms, in terms of typography. And you will mm -hmm. see how you know, I'm using type um, in a very playful way to guide the readers to understand most of the content or to... Uh, convey even more emotion and in some cases uh, there's a little bit of, of Spanish uh, Spanish uh, sprinkled mm -hmm. here and there on the book and um, so typography helped a lot in terms of making it work almost as, in an illustrative way um, and, and how to how to tell the story uh, through type and design and illustrations and mm -hmm. um, so so it, ha it has been an incredible journey I have been working on it for a good number of years now uh, I'm ready for it to go out uh, that must feel really good oh my gosh yes it's very very exciting well it's let me say congratulations too I mean that's I don't know I feel like that's that's an awesome that's awesome you're gonna have a book Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's almost I'm like buy a one. baby. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, it's, That's it's very really cool. exciting. Yeah, so we'll see it. I mean, just from every angle, it was a great challenge to have, and it, it gave me a, a very good education. Now I'm working on book number two for this series, mm -hmm. um, and it has been a lot easier to think of, of many of the challenges before, you know. They, they can present themselves so yeah mm -hmm. so is is the food a series or is the the one on lucas a series both are series both are series yeah. okay yeah all right yeah. wow so yeah very, very, very exciting cool. very very exciting that's yeah. that's really awesome thank you yeah um well i was gonna ask you what projects you're working on now that was in my lineup <laughs> <laughs> i feel like <laughs> Well, these, there, these are perhaps more. two of the biggest projects I'm working on. Yeah. Um, there are two other projects that, unfortunately, I can't talk too much about right sure. now, but they are very interesting collaborations that I'm really looking forward to awesome. working on. So one of them is, um, uh, you know, with very much focused on the literature world and mm -hmm. and and uh, collaborating with a fabulous writer. And the other one... Um, is more related to food. And so both are totally separate, but, but very interesting projects that I'm really looking forward to working on. I guess, you know, one, one last question that I had mm -hmm. for you is um, a while ago you, um, you were part of a PBS um, short, right. right? Where you, you illustrated and narrated, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that was um, learning to appreciate moldy bread. Right, right. Tell me a little bit about that one. That was a very, I, I would say, pivotal project that I worked on. Um, 
first because it came completely out of the blue and it was for a fantastic series called uh, Women, War and Peace and they were basically going to a series of countries that have dealt with war mm -hmm. and narrating stories of, of women and what they have encountered and how they have you know struggled with the most absurd situations and um, and uh, prevailed and come up with you know incredible lessons and um, to share with the world I mean they're, they're just very strong women and um, and so uh, they approached me asking if I would be willing to work on one of these shorts about Colombia and it being my home country it just meant a lot to mm -hmm. me so I pitched a couple different uh, stories to cover and oh so they asked you like to so you did some of the research as well right, so you, yeah, were, it, wow, it, it, you were really involved amazing. in this whole thing I, I, I was very lucky to be involved in, in um, yeah in, in a number of decisions I mean of course they were overseeing me and they they made the final decision they, sure. they were the ones who would say okay this is this is how we're going about it and this is the approach we want um, but I do really appreciate the professionalism of the people I was working with where they were open enough to say okay what you know what can you bring to the table yeah um, and the story is actually very close um, dear to me because it's this is uh, an aunt and a cousin of mine these are uh, people I, I so have these... been very close to okay and um, so basically the story for those who haven't seen it is um, it's, it's this is a pretty much like a three minute short um, animated short um, telling the story of uh, a congresswoman who was kidnapped for about seven years in the Colombian jungles um, and it's overlapped with her daughter's story, one of her daughters, um, who was most of the time while she was kidnapped here in the U.S. And so it, it talks, it's basically the juxtaposition of those two stories mm -hmm. um, and, and how they try to stay connected in, you know, in, even in the most dire situations. And one of the most important things for me with that short was to show how strong and, and, you know, determined these women have and resilient, been yeah. and resilient, right? Um, and instead of showing them as victims, right? Um, and that was, I think that that's was important. very, very important yeah. in, in establishing a narrative. And and um, the team I was working with, I mean, was incredible. And clearly, that that had gone through their minds. And you know, that they, they, they pretty much were on board for something like this. Um, and um, we did a couple different uh, pre-interviews. Uh, to the point where we had hours and hours and hours uh, of pre-interviews recorded and then translated and and you know from there we built the story where we had the two different voices and and technically it was a very interesting challenge for me because it was mixing mediums and it was just did going you do the, very closely into journalism yeah. did you do the you know when you were you were narrating it you know obviously like did you have to come up with a storyboard and mm -hmm. like, you know, you kind of put the whole, I mean, it was your story, it was your idea. So you kind of it, it put that all together. You organized. Pretty, pretty much. Did uh, you do any of the physical like editing, like going in, like doing the production, the post-production, all that stuff? Or did you kind of yeah. have help with that? Or Yeah. I had help all along in terms of um, editing down the content and, and how to, a great supervision in terms of storytelling and how to narrate the story, where to cut things. Mm -hmm. Um, how to make everything make sense and be cohesive. And um, it was very interesting also to have their perspectives 
as non-Colombians to say, okay, this makes sense, this doesn't make sense. Of course, you know, the history of Colombia is incredibly chaotic and convoluted. How could we possibly tell a story that would be compelling enough for people to understand it, even if they didn't understand necessarily the, the social political con context in Colombia? Mm -hmm. um, and so we decided we would use elements like the radio and the bread and the moon, which are you know, universal, mm -hmm. um, and to, to make those objects of connection so that we could tell the story around them instead of telling the story around the, the conflict yeah. uh, or the war. Um, and that made it easier, or a lot easier to connect. Um, I don't think, had I not have their guidance, it would have been a lot harder for me to figure out these elements and these figures. And that is the power of collaboration, right? I mean, just being able I was going to say, you know, yeah. that's why, you know, there's, there are power in numbers. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that's what I always enjoy about collaboration and collaborative projects is that you are getting different viewpoints. You're getting different ideas that yeah. helping push, you know, you and otherwise, I feel like we can get to a certain degree, we can get to a point and it can be really successful, but then, you know, having someone there to help shape and guide along with you. And Absolutely. That's cool. Absolutely. That's cool. So, yeah, that, that, it, it was a very interesting project. And, um, you know, funny enough, years later, here's a possibility. It, we'll see how it all works out. But of, of a new project that was all referred by, you know, totally new people, but mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but the, the person who is contacting me for this new project is connected to the producer who initially contacted me for the PBS short, mm -hmm. um, which just goes to tell, like, if you do work that you enjoy with people that you appreciate, it's a lot easier to keep this conversation going oh, over yeah. for years and years oh, and yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, you know, this overlap where you think of a project and you're like, oh my God, you should work with so-and-so, this mm -hmm. is, you know, so we'll see how it all works out, but yeah, I'm excited. Wow. Yeah. That is really cool. Thank well, you, I thank wish you all the best success with that thank and your upcoming books. <laughs> thank you very much. I'll be on the lookout yeah. for that. Um, yeah. Before we go, though, I wanted to um, ask, where can we, where can listeners find more of your stuff? Obviously, your website, but I'm going to let you right. kind of point the way and all the social media handles and the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think the easiest way would be to look for my name. So it's J-U-A-N-A and last name Medina, M-E-D-I-N-A. And... Um, that should lead them to Facebook and, if you and do, Instagram. And if you do Twitter like Juana Medina, comma PBS, will that video the will, will that show up? That's a good question. Most probably it will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or if they do Juana Medina and then it's on PBS your, or something, yeah, or okay. yeah, or Moldy Bread, it should yeah. come up. Yeah. Cool. Never thought I would be associated with Moldy <laughs> Bread, but you know, <laughs> if it works, that's it's fine with me. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me. Um, yeah. Thank you, Nathan. It's been a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Design Intercourse. Please send us your questions and comments at studio at designintercourse.com. We'd love to hear from you. 